This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Jake Bennett and Michael Dorenda. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 134 of the Laravel News Podcast. We are back after a long break for the holiday. And before we get too much further, I just want to say a quick thank you to a sponsor that will be joining us for the very first quarter of this year, and that is Scout APM. So Scout APN is APM is an application performance monitoring dashboard. It's designed to help you as a PHP developer find and fix your performance issues. It's pretty awesome. They got a lot of really cool features and they're sponsoring us for the quarter. We are so stoked. So you'll hear a little bit about them later in the show. So thanks, Scout. Michael, how's it going, man? Happy New Year, my friend. It's going well. Uh, it's been... Uh, no, yeah, thanks. We I haven't know. really spoken much. Crazy. I mean, not face, yeah, right? not face to face. <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's been it's been wild. We are... Uh, Three out of the four oh, of us man. were sick in the in the week leading up to Christmas, and then New Year happened, and then it's been yeah, a dude. whirlwind at work. I I was back at work for two weeks, and then I actually finished up last Friday at uh, at my current job, and I've got two weeks off, and then uh, I start a new job at the beginning of February. So crazy, man! I feel like this is like the third job since I've met you. I think. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I don't stick around in one place too often, do I? I think. Yeah, since since you and I met, Maybe fourth. this third or fourth. Uh, yeah, would be my would be my third. Might be my fourth. Was I was I an, Man, at an uh, agency when we started? You might have just been like when we very first met. You might have been an agency. You might have just moved. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So since we've known each other, this will be your fourth place. Yeah. 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 So uh, looking forward to this one. It's a. It'll be a bit of a bit of a new challenge. Um, a lot of it is going to be sort of legacy PHP, like not. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking mm-hmm. about legacy PHP and legacy apps and they were talking about Laravel 4.2 being legacy. I'm like, oh no. That's not, oh, no, 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 no. That's not legacy. It's not legacy that's, at all. Uh, what do they call that? That's oh, still... I was just listening to a podcast the other day. It was um, vintage, I think is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking like this, yeah, this wow, is still like dang. PHP 5.6 kind of stuff, all, all hand-rolled. Um, so there's going to be, you know, the opportunity to to modernize some code bases to provide, I guess, some outside insight into the way that they're doing things and sort of understanding why they haven't been able to, you know, make different changes and things like that. Um, and then also a few Greenfield projects that will be Laravel. So looking forward to that. But uh, I have a couple of weeks off before I have to get stuck into that. So it'll be nice to... I say relax, but I'll be I'll be home with my wife yeah. and and my four month old daughter, so I'm right, sure right. it won't really be relaxing at all. It's a break from work, but it's not a break. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh mm-hmm. yeah. How about yourself? How was your Christmas and New Year and your um, insurrection and sedition and whatever else you were taking part in over the last oh, couple? Man. of You know what? Weeks? Like with all that, like addressing that real quickly. Like me and my wife were just talking about this, and we're like, you know, it's like we're kind of trying to figure out like, you know, do we just, I think we're just sort of like, we said, we're going to kind of like heads down and just try and do life as well as we can with the people that are around us, with people that we love and try and have a good influence here. Right. It's so easy to get caught up in like, Mm -hmm. and it's not that you shouldn't be concerned. 
it's just that the biggest impact I can have is like with the people who are right here with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so like just really trying to love on people mm-hmm. well here in my community, in my town, in my sphere of influence and trying not to stress about stress out about things that are really out of my control. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, it's been for sure a weird month uh, in the U.S., no doubt in the you know last couple of weeks for sure. But yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to trying to stay positive. So, yeah. Yeah. I have four days left and it'll all be yeah, over. Right? It'll all be over. That's it'll all, once once we get the next president in office, it'll all be good. Who you know? That's right. Just like yep. just like the coronavirus yep. was over exactly. on the fourth of November yeah, or whatever exactly. it was. So yeah, lots of lots of battles still to fight, lots of challenges to come, but uh, we're up for the challenge. I think we'll be okay. So mm-hmm. I hope I hope all of you, not just you and your family, but all of our listeners that are over there in in the US of A, uh, are, are keeping well and and staying safe, and hopefully you can see it through to the other side and and um, Things things get yeah. better before they get yeah, too thanks, much man. worse. I appreciate the well wishes. Crossed. I appreciate it. Hey, anyway. real quick before we jump in, I did want to mention yeah. real fast. I, I saw this right before we started the show, and I remember this being a really awesome resource uh, as I was looking through refactoring some old code. So uh, there's this guy. His name is Nicholas Carlo. He lives in Montreal, Canada, and he created understandinglegacycode.com. And he's got a bunch of really, really good articles about how and when to refactor and how to work with legacy code and and all sorts of really good stuff. So I would check that out if you're going to be dealing with a lot of legacy code. And then I know, of course, Stalfer mm-hmm. has a lot of stuff on uh, legacy code. Being um, the sort of agency that they are, they end up kind of refactoring a lot of things into Laravel, I think. So they use Strangler pattern quite a bit and things like that. So he'll be a good great, great resource for you as well, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, man. Well, hey, let's get it. We have got, I told you before the show started, I was like, this is gonna be like a two hour episode. And you said, nope, 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 nope. It's not gonna be. Yeah, we missed it. We, we missed a lot. We're just gonna race through this. Yeah. There, there's gonna be no time for discussion. No time for <laughs> Jake. Jake explains. Very true. Very true. <laughs> we're gonna have to. No more of that. Okay, so jumping right going. into it, we're gonna get into Laravel release 819. Here we go. They released 819 on December 15th with job encryption delaying queue jobs until after transaction a schedule list, artisan command, and the latest changes in the 8.x branch. So delaying queue jobs during a database transaction. So Mohammed Said contributed the, the ability to delay queue jobs until after all database transactions are committed. So you might have this where you're going to be doing a couple things. So you create the user, you send a welcome email, and then you queue a job that uh, goes and creates a customer in Stripe, right? And that son, well, that welcome email is also dispatched. So you wrap all of that inside of a database transaction and none of it will run. None of those dispatched jobs will run until all of it is good. If you tag an additional little method onto the end of those dispatch jobs called after commit. So basically in the case of a rollback, all those jobs are discarded, which is pretty sweet. So you don't accidentally kick off jobs and then uh, oops, you know, something failed in the user creation script or something like that. And so now you have one rogue email that goes out or you get a weird customer created in Stripe that shouldn't have been something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We also have this has method to the component attribute bag. So Eric Fores contributed a new method to determine if a given attribute is present on a component. And this will return a Boolean value. So attributes, which is if you're inside of a uh, Laravel component, you can say dollar sign attributes. And that is the list of the props I think that were uh, sent through to it or the I guess, sorry, not the props, but the attributes that were provided for that uh, particular component when you when you nude it up in your uh, blade. 
so you can say attributes has and then specify the name of the attribute and then it'll you can use that boolean flag to then determine if you want something to be listed in your component blade uh, this schedule list command actually is inspired by the then ping me schedule command created and crafted by your very own Michael Dorinda. So PHP artisan schedule list will now <laughs> give you a list of all of your commands and your kernel.php, your console slash kernel.php. And I'm assuming it's probably just a copy paste job pretty much of yours. I haven't looked at it to be honest. I I didn't touch a computer for yeah. about three weeks. I remember Andrew I saying something about this. He's like, yeah, so, hopefully this is okay, guys, I'm, but uh, I'm doing this. I'm pasting this. It's like, all right, well, it is a public package, so mm-hmm. whatever, right? Okay, uh, then we have yeah. job encryption. So Mohammed yep. Syed, again, contributed to the introduction of QJob encryption, providing a user's encryption interface that will encrypt the command inside the payload and decrypt it when calling the call queue handler. So it encrypts the entire payload, uh, which hides the job class's properties, which could possibly hold sensitive information like API, keys, passwords, things like that. So if you want your payload that you're going to be uh, pushing onto the queue to be encrypted, you can do that now uh, with the uses encryption if it implements the uses encryption interface. So that's 819. All right, moving on to 820, Mr. Dorinda. 820 was released the week of Christmas and came with cache lock connection configuration, the ability to provide default values when syncing a pivot table and the latest changes in the A.X branch. So first up, we have from Parasmail Hotra contributing the ability to configure a separate lock connection for cache stores. It's common to clear caches during things like deployments. However, doing so could break unique jobs or session blocking. You can now use a lock underscore connection configuration property to define the cache connection that is used for locks specifically. So this means... You could bust your file cache or your you know, application cache without busting the lock cache and, and you know, breaking things where you've got jobs in progress and so on and so forth. So um, if, if that's something that you're doing, this will help you avoid issues in that regard. Next up, Daniel Zobov contributed the ability to sync records with default values in pivot tables. Um, so if you go, uh, for example, calling the sync with pivot defaults method, when you are running a sync command or a sync method on your pivot tables. Um, we've also got from Tom H. Anderson and Dries Vince contributed a timestamp type custom mapping type uh, for DBAL. So this is if you're making changes to your migrations. I'm not really sure what a timestamp type specifically is. So if that's something that you need, that is everything for Okay. Eight dot. Yeah. So it's eight dot twenty two. Eight dot twenty one. I'm assuming Paul just included that in this one, so I'll go ahead and go through this. So Laravel team released eight dot twenty two on January twelfth with a new event fake assertion collection methods to reduce associative arrays to a single value and the latest changes in the eight dot x branch. So first of all, uh, Danil Opalani, uh, that's the GitHub name I'm assuming, contributed event assertions assert nothing dispatch to the fake event instance. So if you do event fake in your test, you can assert that nothing was dispatched. So you might have this where you say, if you have a new customer, you should assert that a event was dispatched. And then the next next test, you would say, if the user was failed to be created, then you should assert that the event was not dispatched. So you can say event, assert nothing dispatched, and then your event fake uh, will, and will pass. And you won't get this weird thing where it's like, oh, no tests were, you know, there was no assertions made. Now there's an assertion made, and the assertion is that nothing was called on the event class. Okay, we also have this reduce with keys collection method. So Mo Kosh contributed a reduce with keys method. 
to collections and lazy collections, which will reduce an associative collection to a single value. So this is similar to map and map with keys. Uh, this augments the reduce to pass associative arrays keys to its callback. Uh, the reason we can't do that currently is because PHP's array reduce doesn't pass keys to the callback. So they have an example in the pull request. I'll let you go ahead and read that if that looks like something that might be interesting to you. So it does the reduce and it passes the keys along with it. All right, that's it. The full diff of 8.21 and 8.22 is here in the show notes. Uh, some other items about what's fixed, what's changed, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks again, Mr. Paul Redmond, everyone's favorite human. We appreciate you. You are the man. Thanks for keeping us up to date on all these releases. Okay, <laughs> we do have a couple other first-class Laravel packages that we want to talk about as well, which had some releases. So, Mr. Dorinda, on to Jetstream version 2. Yes, first up, Laravel Jetstream version 2 was released at the beginning of January, available for everyone, and includes new features such as team member invitations, inertia-based authentication views, team switching improvements, accessibility improvements, and support for Tailwind 2.0 out of the box. If you'd already started an application on Jetstream 1, you can upgrade to version 2 by checking out the upgrade guide. Uh, in Taylor's official announcement, he said, please note that this upgrade guide does not cover upgrading your application to the latest release of Tailwind or Inertia. You are not required to update these libraries in order to use Jetstream 2, but if you would like to upgrade those libraries, please consult your respective upgrade guides. I had a couple of things to put in. I think for Zenping Me, we were using like the 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 master branch or the dev yep. branch of Jetstream in production, which was absolutely perfectly fine. Uh, so I, I cut that across to version 2 proper to get uh, access to that team member stuff. So it was a fairly straightforward process. I think there was one class that we had to add that I had missed, which meant that we couldn't actually remove team members, which was a problem when I needed to remove myself <laughs> from the team oh, of my gosh. previous job. Oops. That's funny. Nah. All right. That is all. So tell us about Laravel Sale. So Laravel Sale is a lightweight CLI for interacting with Laravel's default Docker environment. So previous to all of this, the quick history, we used to have PHP Artisan Serve, which worked great. So if you were in an Artisan or in a Laravel app, you would call PHP Artisan Serve and it would launch a local PHP server, right? And you could go visit that through localhost, colon 8000 or whatever it might be. Then we had Homestead and Homestead was like a virtual machine. And then we had Valet, which is what I still use most of the time. And now we have Sail, which is a Docker environment. And so the Sail is a lightweight CLI, lightweight CLI for interacting with that de uh, default Docker environment. So it provides a really simple interface that helps you to get started uh, really quickly. And it's now uh, written up in the installation guide as well. So the fastest way to get started with the sale is uh, this, through running this single line, do, uh, single line bash script that you can just have once you have Docker installed. Uh, of course, as always, Taylor makes these things incredibly simple. So the new installations of Laravel will automatically include this sales script that you can use to start, stop, and manage your Laravel application in an easy-to-use Docker environment. So there's a couple examples such as like sale up or sale up dash D, which will run the uh, the container in the background or sail down, right? Uh, sail artisan queue work, figure out which version you're running on, install node and, and run it. Uh, you can do all sorts of different things uh, using this. And if you don't know Docker, it can sometimes be a little bit intimidating to get these things running, right? To be able to interact with the actual container, the Docker container that you're running in the background. So Sail makes it really easy to do all those things. And uh, it's a big plus because it's Docker. So it can run anywhere, right? Windows, Linux, uh, Mac, and you can also deploy containers too, right? So it, you can have an exact 
copy of your dev environment in production. So pretty cool. Yeah, very, very interesting. And thanks, uh, Taylor, for all your work on that. Okay, so we are heading on to the news then. On to the news, Mr. Drinda. First up, Fly System is a file system abstraction library for PHP and is used by Laravel for all of the file storage operations. If you've ever used the the storage facade in Laravel, you have used Fly System. Recently, Frank de Jong, the author of Fly System, launched version 2 of the library. For the second version of Fly System, I went back to the drawing board. Many of the library's core design elements have been brushed up and improved. The API is reduced while keeping the same functionality, and error handling is now purely exception-based and directory listings are now backed by generators. Although there are many changes, this version is of Fly System is true to its roots. So from, from the announcement, some of the big changes include exceptions for failures, deterministic file system operations, content listings are now using generators rather than trying to load everything into an array or into memory, uh, which is good if you are like me and had to migrate 600,000 <laughs> files from the local file system into um, S3. So it's a lot quicker, it's a lot more efficient rather than trying to load all of that into memory. Um, if you check out the official version 2 announcement, which we'll have links to in the show, mo- show notes, there will be more details of these changes. And according to Dries Vince, Fly System V2 support will come into awesome. Laravel 9, which is scheduled to be re- released around the end of February or beginning of March. So there, if you're interested, there is a PR with all of those changes that Very you cool. can I use, I use take a poke at. All the time, every day, all the time, all the time, all the time. And so that's really it's a really good announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that there's exception based uh, exceptions strictly for all errors is really good. Uh, we figured out the hard way that if it can't write a file, it just returns false sometimes, which isn't great. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so you just assume that everything's good. And now it's like every sp- every single spot where we have a write, a put, a delete, we wrap it in a if it returns false, throw an exception, right? And so now we don't have to do that anymore. Hopefully, so that'll be that'll be really good. Okay. Unofficial Fathom Analytics API. So you might know about Fathom Analytics. It's a very Laravel thing to do right now. Uh, The guys who run it are Laravel dudes, and we're very thankful to have them in the community. Uh, But they're a privacy-first analytics provider. And so a few months ago, they made the switch. um, Oh, sorry, not they, but we at Laravel News made the switch to using them over Google Analytics. It's been really, really nice. One feature that we had previously uh, that we didn't have with Fathom, just because they hadn't officially released their API, was a most popular posts section. So Marcel with Beyond Code built a brand new unofficial Fathom API that allows you to get stats and data and build features like what we were looking for, plus a lot of other things. And so you can get started with that by you just doing composer require Beyond Code slash Fathom dash API. So you get your site ID from Fathom, and then you just include that when you're connecting up to your Fathom Analytics API in, in your... Um, PHP installation, and then it makes it really simple to get a list of your popular pages. So we're really stoked to have that back on our dashboards there. And if, of course, you're using Fathom, would like to be able to access this API, you can do the same. Just composer install beyond code slash Fathom API. Very cool. Thanks very much, Marcel. Appreciate it, dude. Beautiful. So next up, we have Ray Desktop Debugging for PHP. It is a desktop app for Mac OS and Windows. And I think since the time of publishing this article, it now nice. supports Linux as well. And it displays debugging information in a dedicated application window. When Paul, everyone's favorite human, reviewed Ray, he was blown away by the ability to pause execution to inspect data sent to Ray. The ability to examine the state of database records in the middle of a request is incredible. Ray is going to be a fantastic companion for your PHP workflow. And it's 
somewhere in the middle of using DD and a full-on debugger like Xdebug or other alternative methods that you have used previously for code debugging. Some of the main features that were included at launch include a framework agnostic PHP package and a Laravel package to start logging from your apps to the right desktop app. So whilst there is naturally first-party support for Laravel, it is a PHP and well, a framework agnostic PHP package, so you can use it. Um, I know that there's support for WordPress now. I think there's been some work done to get a Symfony native option available as well. So you can use it for all of your PHP debugging needs. You can define colors of logs to filter various colors that relate to debugging code, measure performance, and see the output in Ray. You have the ability to pause code to inspect data, API calls, and so on before proceeding. Display desktop notifications from debugging code. See the caller and entire call stack from a certain point in the code. And there are Laravel-specific helpers that aid debugging in Laravel apps, which will help you clean up your model debug output with attribute values, send database queries directly to Ray, receive calls to the Laravel logger automatically and by default. So if you have logger entries in your application, they will go to Ray straight away. Display mailables automatically. You have manual control over sending mailables using Ray to debug data in Blade Views and sharing events fired during execution. Um, there's a whole bunch of Laravel-specific debugging tools and methods that you can call on the Ray Global Helper. The app does have a free tier that enables users to log 10 items per session, and you can unlock the full version of the package by purchasing a license which you can install on two of your own computers. If you would like to learn more about Ray, check out Freik van der Herten's detailed write-up about the launch of the exciting new debugging app, and you can download the app from MyRay. What the uh, lowest compatible version of Laravel is for this? Uh, I believe it works back to version six. Here. Laravel 7 or higher. Ah, okay. I think someone was putting in a, a merge request to, to add it. I think Freik was... I you do have Frank and Sparsy like to keep to the bleeding edge, but he's okay. making some concessions yeah, so in this regard. It says right now all PHP packages from Sparsy require seven point PHP seven point four or higher. Laravel Ray requires seven Laravel seven or higher, and then WordPress Ray requires WordPress five point five or higher. Good to know. Pretty cool tool. Yeah, I'm excited to start using that. I still I forgot it was on mm-hmm. my list of things to buy for my team this last week. So we're definitely going to grab that though. A couple copies of that it should be <laughs> should be good. All right. Pest version 1.0 is now released. Round of applause. Woohoo! Way to go. Uh, so a testing framework. So Pest is a testing framework with a focus on simplicity. We use this for then ping me. It has just launched officially version one. In the official announcement, Nuno Maduro wrote, after 400 plus commits, three betas, seven months, endless hours of open source contributions, Pest has finally reached its very first stable public release. Of course, it wouldn't have been possible with all, all the community support, he says. So if you haven't checked out Pest before, you should definitely do so. Um, it does make it really, really simple. Uh, it basically takes all the things that you feel like you have to write every single time you write tests, like, or the things I always forget to write, like, what is it? Use database refresh or whatever that is, right? I always forget to do that. It just mm-hmm. figures it out. If you need that, it'll just automatically throw it in there for you. It's really, really nice. It's very simple and you can read it just like you're reading like a book. It's just plain English. It's really nice. So there is a video uh, in this post that we have here, which is Nuno just introducing past and showing you how to get started with it uh, pretty quickly. Just a short video. So definitely check that out if you haven't used past before and you're interested in doing so. Okay. Documentation for PHP. Ooh. This one sounds fun. Andreas Heigl with the PHP core team announced 
uh, at the end of December that the PHP documentation project is now using Git over SVN with the goal of it being easier for everyone to contribute. If you'd like to get started, they have a guide available on GitHub. From the GitHub readme, there is now everything here. Here is what you need to know to get started. If you are interested in information about how to set up the tools needed, how to work with Git and DocBook on Linux or Windows, or what conventions you should follow when writing PHP doc files, please refer to the PHP documentation how-to. You can read the how-to online, and if you're already working with the PHP doc module, then you can find its XML source in the how-to directory of the module and build it yourself using php-d-manual.xml. So yeah, if you had ever wanted to contribute some changes, some updates, some additions, some examples to the PHP documentation and you've never used SVN, you're lucky because that is now available on Git. Uh, so definitely check that out Very if cool. that is something that you're interested in. So we've to. got this um, tool, which we've discussed on the show twice before already, but it's called Envault. So it's a secure ENV sharing tool for your team, and they just launched version 2. So this is a tool to share ENV secrets that lets you manage and sync all of your team's local ENV files across all of your projects. You've probably had this happen before where you have this like sandbox API key and you've got developer one who typically works on the project, but he's out for the week. And so developer two needs it. He can't get a hold of developer one because he's in Hawaii. And so developer two has no idea how to get started. So he's blocked on it and you're screwed, right? So lots of wasted time, all that mess. So with this, you don't have that problem because your ENV secrets get synced up to the cloud. So they sync them across all your projects, so you're all kept up to date with the latest changes. And there's a quick video on how it works. So some of the new features in V2 include a simple CLI for pulling changes, Slack update notifications whenever anybody changes something, a comprehensive audit log so you can see what they were previous to the change. Uh, and of course, it works really great with Laravel, Symfony, Rails, and, and more. So it's not just specific to Laravel, but I believe it was started with just a Laravel thing. It works with local installs, Laravel Vapor, and can even be used with Forge. So to find out more about it, go to Envault. That's E-N-V-A-U-L-T dot dev. So it's kind of like E-N-V, like env vault dot dev. Get it? Yeah, there you go. Very cool. We have then the, in the news, the last thing there. I'm going to let you take it. Yeah, the last thing we have here is the Laravel snippet episode number 25, where Taylor goes into a bit of a discussion about the ecosystem, recaps, the authorization scaffolds that are available, Passport and Sanctum. In the latest episode, he talks about recent comments that were seen in the community on Twitter, on Reddit, whatever, regarding the previous uh, snippet, episode number 24, about some of the decisions around why Taylor chooses the tools he does, the community, and goes into details on what Laravel, Passport and Sanctum are. If you've used Laravel for a while or you're new to the framework, the first 12 minutes of this 30-minute long episode cover a lot of the ethos of Laravel itself and why things are done the way that they are. If you've ever been interested or if you've ever wondered why certain tools get used in the in the framework and others don't. So definitely check that out if you would like more of an insight a deep into, dive into the man the behind into the mind of the man behind Laravel. That should have been the title of it. <laughs> hey, as promised at the beginning of the show, I also want to talk about Scout, Scout APM. So Scout APM is an application performance monitoring tool designed to help PHP developers 
find and fix performance issues without having to deal with the headache or overhead of these enterprise platform feature bloat things, right? Developer-centric UI and tracing logic ties your bottlenecks straight to your source code. So Scout helps you quickly pinpoint and resolve those performance or abnormalities by showing you exactly where the performance bottleneck is. It helps find things like N plus one queries, slow database queries, memory bloat. Uh, so you can spend less time debugging the problem and more time building your app. They have real-time alerting, they have weekly digest emails, and you can rest easy at night knowing that Scout is on watch and helping you resolve your performance issues before your customers ever even see them. So you can give Scout a try today with a very free 14-day trial, and you can experience firsthand why PHP developers all over are now calling Scout their very best friend. We have a startup plan pricing starting at just $39 a month, but if you're a Laravel News listener, Scout will donate $5 to any open source project of your choice when you deploy. So you can learn more about this at scoutapm.com slash Laravel News. So I will say I have used this before and it is pretty awesome. It's nice because there are situations in your app where it's not broken, but it is a problem, right? So you have a memory issue or you have a slow query and it's mm-hmm. never going to show up in your error tracking service because it's not failing. It's just really freaking slow. And it's hard to catch those things in development environments mm-hmm. because you don't necessarily have production data running in those development development environments. So that's bit me more than once. And Scout APM would definitely take care of that for you. Uh, so try the 14-day free trial. Get that $5 to your favorite open source project of your choice and check them out. Give them some love for sponsoring the show. Thanks so much, Scout APM. Next up, we're on to packages now. First, we've got from Nuno Madura, uh, the Laravel desktop notifier package to send notifications to a desktop using artisan commands. So you can call uh, this notify from within your artisan commands and it will give you a little toast notification. So in macOS, you'll get the little uh, notification that pops up. Under the hood, the package uses a macro to add the notify method to console commands. If you're interested in integrating desktop notifications in a PHP package, this package uses the excellent Jolly Notif desktop notification package, and the notifications will work across Linux, Windows, and macOS. You can learn more about the package and get full installation instructions and view the source code on GitHub, which we'll have links to in the awesome. show notes. We've got a Laravel macroable models package. Uh, created by Yavi, uh, Javier Ugarte. So, Javier, sorry, I knew it. Javier. I knew I was missing something. I, was like, that, I should know how to say that, but I'm going to say it wrong. And you said you weren't going to interrupt me. We don't have any time for... No, I'm just kidding. Javier Ugarte released a package called Laravel Macroable Models for adding methods to Laravel models on the fly. So the package offers developers a really easy way of programmatically adding methods to Laravel eloquent models. And behind the scenes, it makes use of Laravel's macroable trait. So the idea of macroable models um, has some controversy around it because they're not necessarily easily discoverably, discoverable, uh, possibly. But we have a particular use case, which is included. This is almost more of a tutorial and a package uh, together. So what the package does, though, is you can define a macro for a model through a service provider boot method. So the package keeps track of all the macros for each of your models. And as you can see in the examples that it gives, the package take care, takes care of any of the context binding. So you can use the dollar sign this inside of your macro functions, which are defined inside of your service provider. So typically where you would have them be in your model itself and you'd use that dollar sign this, you can do the same thing there in your service provider. So there's a couple examples, as I said, in the in the write-up here. 
So it's, it is sort of a narrow, unique use case sort of situation. Typically, you wouldn't need macros to define model methods on the fly. But the author does have a really good read up, uh, write up, uh, sorry, about this and uh, about his inspiration behind it, kind of what the use case he was running into. So check that out. Paul Redmond thought it was uh, interesting enough to write it up. So uh, I'm sure there are some uh, interesting use cases there as well. And so I, I want to just specify here what they're saying is essentially that you can, I think, programmatically add these methods. So again, it is sort of. It's niche, right? It's niche, but you may need it at some point. So there mm. you have it. There's that one. All right. There you go. Next up, we have the Fast Excel package for Laravel, which is a package for importing and exporting spreadsheets, providing an elegant wrapper around Spout, which is a PHP package to read and write spreadsheet files in a quick and scalable way. It is capable of processing large files all while keeping the memory usage low. And without looking at the code, I would assume that it's using generators to process those files. It's a very straightforward process to add both read and export files or collections to an Excel file. And you can use the download method to force the user's browser to force the user's browser to download a file as well as importing and exporting multiple sheets. Uh, we will have links to that in the show notes if you are looking for a fast and efficient way to parse Excel files. Very nice. In your Laravel applications. We've got another uh, plugin here for PHP Storm called Laravel. Oh, sorry, it's not called Laravel Collections. It's for your Laravel Collections. It's called Collector. It's a plugin by Oliver Nybroe, uh that adds support for Laravel Collections inside of PHP Storm. So it's it's pretty cool because it'll look through your code and it will suggest refactors for you by looking at different PHP statements that you have and then changing them into collections. So it features the following refactorings based on your configuration. It'll highlight different code with recommendations to move to collections, such as for each two, uh, for each's array map map, flatten, removing nested collections, uh, closure to arrow functions. So he's got a bunch of different refactorings in there that says like, hey, here's a suggestion. Like you could actually change this out to be something a little bit more efficient. So it helps you to quickly refactor your PHP code to collections. And then you can pick which refactorings you'd like the plugin to highlight based on whatever the project needs are uh, in the project that you're working in. So it's available in the JetBrains Brains Marketplace. Just search for Collector. Uh, and you can install Collector for PHP Storm by going to your Preferences Plugins Marketplace. There you go. Beautiful. Next up, we have a, uh, I guess it's a package announcement as well as a tutorial for building REST APIs using Laravel Orion. If you've ever built an API, you find yourself Indeed. writing the same code over and over again. You create a controller or your model with methods for listing, creating, showing, updating, deleting, etc., uh, and so on and so forth. Then you create another controller and it happens again and again. And then you write some custom methods to support updating relational field on the pivot. And it, uh, if you've ever done that, you would remember or recall just how repetitive that is. Over the past year, Alexi Zarubin has been working on a package that does exactly this. It abstracts the patterns that you would repeat so you could focus on what really matters, and that is building your application. So Laravel Orion allows you to build a fully featured REST API in a matter of minutes by providing common endpoints for CRUD operations, create, read, update, and delete, working with soft deletable models and performing a comprehensive search. It works hand-in-hand -hand with Laravel solutions like requests for handling validation, policies for handling authorization, and resources for transforming your responses. And the best part is that it works for both models and their relations. All the relations, including the complex ones such as belongs to many and morph to many, are supported, meaning you can, for example, sync models on a relation via an endpoint that is made available by just writing two lines of code in a controller. The rest of this article is very code-heavy, 
Um, if this is something that you are interested in, in shortcutting your building of APIs, then definitely check this out. Uh, it is something of interest to me. I will bookmark this for Very nice. Yeah, that does get to be ugh, like a drag, huge drag. And um, it's always like, I feel like there's been mm-hmm. a lot of these sort of like promises in the past. Like, oh, this is just so easy. Do it this way. And it's like, I don't know. This one actually does look pretty good though, especially if they've spent a whole year working yeah. on this. Uh, and, and just looking at some of the code, it does look really mm-hmm. nice. So I'd definitely check that one out. Okay, Laravel Carbon Macros. So Laravel Carbon Macros is a handy collection of carbon date helper macros for Laravel projects by Dan Sapel. Oh my gosh. Dan Sapelsa. Thank you. Dan Sapelsa. Provides country-specific important dates for the U.S., Canada, Brazil, and Ukraine, such as New Year's Day, Independence Day, American Thanksgiving. Is it Boxing Day? Is it Canadian Thanksgiving? Is it Remembrance Day? Uh, is it Brazilian Independence Day? Is it Ukrainian Independence Day? So all of these dates that you need to know if it's on that date. Like so, for instance, if you have like business hours or something like that that's displaying on your website, uh, you could check to say is it New Year's Day, and if it is, you could say nope, we're not open today, right? So you could uh, instead of having to hard code those or program those in manually, you can use this. And it will just handle all of it for you. So it's got all the listed U.S. dates there, Canadian dates, Brazilian dates, Ukrainian dates. And I'm sure as it gets more popular, there will be more and more of these types of dates that will get pushed in since it's open source. The beauty of open source. So uh, definitely check that out. I am actually going to uh, paste this into my list of things. I've literally probably three or four already things that I've pasted into our dev uh, Slack channel. That I'm like, okay, we need to discuss this on on Monday because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is really good stuff. That's why I love doing this podcast. Learn about all these amazing new tools. All right, that's that. And you know what? Why don't you can you skip the uh, can you skip the state machine ones? I want to talk about that real quick. You you would go down to the uh, Squire. Sure. Squire is a static eloquent model library. Uh, it is a library of pre built static eloquent models for common fixture data. And provides information about countries, currencies, airports, and more to your Laravel application without the use of any third-party API. This is a application. This is a package or a library created by Dan Harron that is inspired by Caleb Porzio's Sushi package. All models are served from their own uh, SQLite databases and are cached. Uh, so it's as I said, it supports at the moment countries, currencies, airports, and more i say and more but let's just say countries currencies and airports for the time being so any of these things you don't want to have to build up a list or hit an api externally to your application you can pull in this package it'll be cached locally it'll be from uh, sqlite in memory so it'll be really fast and you know if you need to ask a a, a customer what country they're from or if you need to list out a bunch of currencies because you want to be able to invoice in multiple currencies in your application then this is potentially a package that you would like to check out so we will have links to Squire. In Very cool. The show notes. So this next one uh, is Eloquent State Machines. So Andreas Santabanez, our good buddy, uh, has written this package that simplifies transitioning the states of eloquent models. So I actually talked with him and I can't say I worked with him on this at all. I suggested some interesting ideas for things that I had talked to, thought about before. And he implemented uh, a really, really cool one. Uh, but basically, this makes it so that you don't have to rely solely on timestamps anymore in order to be able to track the status of a particular eloquent model. Uh, you can just use this to transition from one status to another status, uh, and you can have multiple statuses. It will record 
the history of those statuses as they have changed. So you can then actually query to see if you have transitioned from something in the past or if you have when it was approved, right? So have I approved this previously? When was it approved? What was the time that it was approved? Uh, you can get all those sorts of things. So the readme makes it really simple to understand how it works. Uh, I'm not going to go ahead, I'm not going to read it because it's it's large enough in here that it would take me a little bit to read it, but it's simple. It's really simple to understand if you take a look at it in the readme itself. So he's got examples of how the model, uh, the eloquent model might consume this package. Uh, the one thing that I thought was really interesting that he implemented, which I, I love, I, I don't know if this ever happens to you. I'm sure it probably does, Michael. Have you ever had that thing where it's like, I have, uh, let me just think about it for a second. So I have this link or this uh, offer, maybe that's active and valid for a period of time. So like I have a new user who has just signed up and we have this promotional pricing that will be available to them uh, if they sign up for a year, but it's only available for the next five days or something like that. Right. Right. And so like you might have a model mm -hmm. called promotional pricing and you would have a um, expires at timestamp on there. Right. And so uh, what you do is you have a job that runs every day at the beginning of the day. And it says, go look at any promotional pricing that has an expires at date of today and go ahead and expire that, right? Change the status to expired or something. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So what you can do with this is you can actually create a delayed transition. So when you create that promotional pricing, you can say, set up a delayed transition for X date. And instead of having to have a job that runs in the background, it will just transition it for you on that date automatically. And so anything that you want to transition like that, because I don't know about you, but I have like probably 10 of these things running where it's like, hey, at the beginning of the day, check this thing. And if it's wrong or if it needs to change, go ahead and update it, right? It seems like I, I run into this problem all the time. And so instead of having to create a brand new job for each one of those that checks to see, you know, should the status change based on this timestamp, you can just create this delayed transition. You have one job that runs in the background and it will check for any models that are using this package and it will automatically transition them at that time when it needs to happen. Pretty freaking awesome. Super, super cool. Uh, so that was my one suggestion for him, and he made it happen. I was like, sweet. That, that was the one thing I really wanted, and he just built it in. I was like, That's amazing. Nice job. Yeah, so there you go. There you there go, you Andreas Santabana's Eloquent State Machines. Okay, Beautiful. moving on. Next up, we have Laravel Debug Bar Companion, which is a desktop app by Marcel Posiot that complements Laravel Debug Bar with historical debug by data. Uh, Marcel posted a introductory video on Twitter, which we have a link to in the show notes. But the nice part about this application is that it supplements all the features you'd expect from Laravel Debug Bar and also provides a filterable history of previous debug bar requests for all your applications in one place. And having a history of requests is useful when you track down queries and piece multiple requests together without having to copy and paste data to reference it later. It works by accepting debug data from the deb Laravel Debug Bar via a custom Laravel Debug Bar provider. And for now, the companion app README has instructions on how to set up this. I'm going to say debug bar again. Provi <laughs> provider for your app. Laravel debug bar will likely ship with a provider either specifically for the companion app or a general socket provider for this type of integration. The application is available on macOS, Windows, and Linux, and you can download it from the GitHub releases page, and you can learn more about it. Uh, the app itself, getting full installation instructions and viewing the source code on GitHub. Okay. I'm looking at this next one. I'm not exactly sure what it means or what it is. So I'm going to read through it and you can help me out here. Okay. So we've got bandwagon and it says it mm -hmm. is a social proof package for Laravel. What that says to me right off the top is it seems like you're validating an idea. 
I think. So it's a ba- it, Laravel bandwagon is a package to help promote social proof and legitimacy within your application. You can let users of your application know when others share, purchase, subscribe, or donate. I got it. I know what it does. Never mind. Okay. You ever been on one of those sites and in the bottom right corner, it says, hey, somebody just purchased this from New York City named Michael Dorinda. Michael's in New York. What's he doing in New York? He didn't tell me he was going to be in mm-hmm. the U.S. Right. So uh, if you've seen that before, that's that's what this is. Right. So it's a package to help promote that social proof where it's like, hey, by the way, you're thinking about buying this. Somebody else just buy you bought it. You should buy it, too. Right. Or, or whatever. So it uses Blade and View. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to feed data into the social proof component, which is then displayed in the user's browser via polling. That's it. Right. So it's X dash bandwagon dash renderer. And that's it. That's all there is to it. So pretty simple. I actually have I've had people request for me to build this before. I've never <laughs> I've never done it. <laughs> exactly. No, no you don't, you don't have, have to. to. If they want it, be like, yeah, sure. I mean, like it's probably gonna call, take a long time. I mean, like phew, at least two grand to build that. Just kidding. I'm not that mean. But hey, mm-hmm. it's your it's your company. Do what it, do what you want. Okay. There's that. Uh, on to <laughs> Socialite. And next up, we have a Socialite implementation for Laravel Jetstream, which is a package by Joel Butcher. It is called SocialStream, and it provides a simple Socialite implementation for your Jetstream applications. Installing the package itself is a breeze and takes care of installing Jetstream under the hood if you're starting a new application, as well as pulling in Socialite. It replaces the published authentication and profile scaffolding provided by Jetstream with scaffolding that has support for Socialite once you install the package and run the install command. The install command overrides the published Jetstream files to make SocialStream work and using the built-in Socialite providers and the community Socialite providers as well, it's a breeze to scaffold social authentication with your, uh, within your Jetstream application. So you can pull in uh, GitHub or GitLab or Twitter or Facebook or whatever as your sign-in providers. Uh, out of the box, it provides support for Google, Facebook, GitHub, GitLab, Bitbucket, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So if you were thinking about using Jetstream, but you needed to use Socialite to authenticate against GitHub, you can now do it using this package. Thanks to Joel Butcher. Very interesting. This next one is really... <laughs> I feel like I'm a bad host right now. I should have looked at this beforehand, but this is an interesting. I'm trying to understand if I know how this one works or not. <laughs> I'm going to read it. And again, you guys, you guys can follow along with me. Help me here. Okay. So this one is called Localizator. So it's a small tool for Laravel. It gives you the ability to extract untranslated strings from your project files. So it works using the artisan command line, and then it provides a new command called localize. So you just run PHP artisan localize, and then you can provide an argument such as like DE or FR or both DE comma FR. And then what that does is that creates a DE.JSON and an FR.JSON file in your resources slash lang folder. Or it will provide any missing keys if those files already exist. So uh, you can also use the configuration values in app.local by running the command without any arguments. So that will just look at the config that uh, ships with this package, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it provides different configurable values to suit your project's needs, such as which directories should be looked inside, which where, where are your views located, patterns by which your files should be queried, functions that the strings will be extracted from. So the translation strings, I think what it does is it will look for anything in your views that starts with underscore underscore or uses the word trans uh, or uses at lang. And what it does is it takes any of those keys that it finds. And when you run this, this localized command, it will take any keys 
that it found. And if you're missing that in your DE or your FR or your EN or your whatever it might be, it will take any of the missing ones and add them to that file for you. So you don't have to go through and and add them manually. So mm-hmm. if you're adding a new string, instead of having to go to every single one of your, your language files, you just run this command and it'll say, okay, go find any that it doesn't have and add them in there, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, that's that one. I thought... I thought it was going to basically look at like anything that was a string and like create a key for it. I was like, wow, that seems kind of crazy. Not what it does, but still mm. very, very helpful. Very helpful. No. Looks looks for anything that is explicitly right, a right. translatable string. So anything, anytime you use the underscore underscore uh, global function or the trans underscore uh, or the trans global function or the at lang blade directive, you go and grab those things and see if they exist in the, de- the designated json files yeah. and pop them in there if they don't or that's create super them if helpful. they need to be created so yeah it's handy if uh especially if you're getting yes. someone else to do translation yes. for you You know you've done english and you've got all of the translation strings in there and you just need to give someone the json file to, to fill it very, in very, so, very handy yes handy 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 okay i think we're into the tutorial section now so first up we have testing testing mailable content in laravel 8 so in laravel 8.18 we added methods to test html and plain text email bodies for mailables these methods are documented, but in this tutorial, everybody's favorite human, Paul Redmond, would like to walk through a simple example to illustrate how useful these can be. I'm not going to walk through it for you because it is a very code-heavy post, but it does get you from uh, start to finish using sale to bring up your demo, to create a new mailable from scratch, and then to uh, update your code and write some tests for that uh, for that new mailable to make sure that the strings you're expecting in your email bodies exist. So yeah. uh, if you want to do some testing, if you want to do some testing over your mailable content, this is the article for you. This is really handy, actually. Like those simple, yeah. It's very that's, new. That's amazing. It's very 8. new. 18. Yeah. Methods to test H2 on plain text email bodies for mailables. Love it. Great job, Paul. Thank you, sir. Uh, we have a word of warning here from our very own Eric Barnes. So it has a powerful Laravel has a really powerful queue system, right? And when you're utilizing queues, you need to run workers. So in production, typically you run queue work, and you run that command to start them. But these are considered long-lived processes. So usually supervisors keep those running, and it stores that booted application state in memory so that it doesn't have to reboot reboot the entire framework every single time it's going to run a job through that. And typically when you're deploying, you call queue terminate and it kills any of the jobs and then brings them back up. So it gets the latest copy of the code. So when developing locally, that gets really burdensome and annoying. And if you're like Eric, you might forget to restart them, leaving you scratching your head why the changes you made aren't working, darn it all. Um, And so Eric was like, yeah, I wasted an hour doing this the other day. And it's something really easy to forget. So to make this a problem of the past, Laravel provides a queue listen command, not queue work, but queue listen. And this command is designed for working locally. It doesn't boot the application state in memory, so you never have to restart your queues when you're making code changes. So uh, both commands are equivalent as well, so they take the same arguments and things like that. Keep in mind, however, that you should never use queue listen in production. It's very much less efficient than queue work. But word of warning. QListen is for development. QWork is for production. The Laravel Actions package provides a new way to organize your Laravel application's logic by focusing on actions. Using this technique, you can execute the same class as a controller in a command, as a job, or as a listener. In v2 of the package, this no longer extends an action class, but instead uses traits to compose 
the functionality that you need and to detect which context to execute a class. So actions are something, if you've used Laravel Jetstream, it's, it's how the Jetstream functionality is, I guess, called from your, like your specific application. Um, it's, it's a pretty powerful way, especially if you're using like action pipelines, you can have a whole bunch of um, different commands or different classes run to process a request or process a user or, or carry out some application in, uh, carry out some functionality in your application. And, and doing it this way means that, you know, in some places I've done, I've created like a job and then I'll just dispatch a job to do some piece of functionality. This is similar, but it's kind of like a, a context agnostic thing. So you could use this action as, as I said, in your controller or in a job or in a command, and it's always going to be the same behavior. It doesn't matter where it's executed from. So it's a, it's a pretty flexible approach to, to building applications and to, and to carrying out functionality within those apps. So Definitely check this out if it's something that you're interested in or, if, you know, the idea of being able to reuse application logic across different entry points for yeah, application is something of interest to you. First, he, obviously, it's not like he came up with the idea, but he sort of pioneered it in Laravel, in the Laravel community. He kind of talked about this a couple of years ago, I think. Okay, we've got another tutorial from a fella named Juiced, Juiced Van Hoof. And so um, the tutorial is moving live projects from Forge to Envoyer. If you're using Forge, that's great. Forge is wonderful. But Envoyer provides zero downtime deployments. You might be able to do that in Forge with some magic and some tomfoolery, but using Envoyer is probably the way to go if you're wanting to do it zero downtime. So the problem is, and the, the sort of the thing that's being addressed here is these, these projects that this guy was trying to move were live applications. They were being actively used by customers. So he wanted the switch to be really seamless with as little downtime as possible. So in the post... He explains the step involved for doing that, as well as explaining some context about his decision to switch. And if you want to dive into the migration steps, uh, you can feel free to read the post. Yeah, so there's a, there's a couple steps. Uh, it's a good read. It, it's a it's got some length to it, as anything uh, worthwhile probably does. And so, if you're looking to move from Forge to Envoyer, you should definitely check that out. I use Envoyer and Forge, love them both. Snappy Image Wrapper for Laravel. So Snappy is a PHP library that allows thumbnails, snapshots, and PDF generation from a URL or an HTML page. So we have Barry, which I don't remember his name. I think he's the guy who does, uh, what's his name, Michael? You know his name. Yeah, Barry van der Hoevel. Does uh, debug bar, does the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Laravel right, IDE helper. Uh, if you want to pick this one up, you can. It's up to you. Or I can keep rolling. Okay. No, <laughs> Barry continue. van der Hoevel. Thank you. So he's the author of Laravel Snappy, uh, and it's uh, he's making it really easy to integrate with Laravel. So you can generate a PDF from a view. You can generate a PDF from a URL. You can. Uh, it has some really nice convenience methods, uh, such as testing methods for Laravel, which is really nice. So you have the PDF colon colon fake, similar to how you have with like the event faker and the bus faker and the mail faker and all those fun things. Uh, you now have a PDF faker as well for your tests, which is really nice. Uh, it does require the WKHTML to PDF, but this is available on Mac, Windows, and Linux. It's a command line tool that uses uh, that is, uh, renders HTML into PDFs in various image formats. Uh, so the installation instructions for that are also in the README. Uh, I like the, the testing portion. I really like that. So I'm going to have to send this over to my mm -hmm. guys. I mean, what in the world? Come on. All right. There's that one. Yeah. Beautiful. And next up, 
we've got we've got two left. I'm going to hit these both, and then we're going to get out of here because this has been a long one. First up, hiding a Laravel artisan console commands from the list of available commands. When you are releasing products or packages to the world, sometimes you may have some artisan console commands that are only used for installation or other special circumstances that you don't want to expose in the list when someone runs PHP artisan. You can hide the uh, commands using the command hidden properly. Pro- properly property Laravel makes. <laughs> Laravel has a simple way to hide a command by setting a hidden property on the command class. Uh, you just said protected hidden equals true. Alternatively, if you need some logic around this, you can hide using the set hidden method. Uh, so taking this a step further, you could um, check to see if a package configuration file exists. You could check to see if some other marker that that exists after your, your package has been installed exists and then return true, or sorry, set hidden equals true in your command that way. And that way, you know, you don't need to expose the package install command if the package is already installed. Um, that could wreak havoc depending on your package. So if this is, uh, this is, as I said, tutorial. So check it out if this is something that you need to do. And lastly, we have 21 Laravel tutorials for learning Laravel in 2021. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different things in here from getting started with Laravel tutorials to working with Laravel Eloquent to validation to helpers and going deeper into things like queues using Laravel Sanctum to authenticate React, SPAs, um, model events, speeding up your PHP unit test, um, seedings out for testing and so on and so forth. So there's 21 different tutorials here for different things that you can help learn laravel in 2021 we'll have links to that in the show notes be sure to check it out if you are wanting to polish up your laravel knowledge or if you are indeed new wow to the that was a marathon dude that was a marathon nicely done i'm proud of you hey everybody this one was well, this one was yeah. episode 134 if you'd like to find show notes for this episode you can find them at podcast.laravel-news.com slash 134 thanks again to our sponsors scout apm which you can find out more about by going to scoutapm.com slash laravel news where you can get a free 14-day trial uh, and they will also donate five dollars to the open source project of your choice when you deploy if you like the show, feel free to rate us up in your podcatcher of choice. Five stars is always appreciated. And of course, you can hit us up on Twitter at any time at Laravel News, at Michael Dorinda, or at Jacob Bennett. We love you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful January. And we will see you back here in two weeks. Bye. Wow.